But first, we have a brand new segment for you in the second part of the show. It's entitled Your Money. And in the studio, I have Carolyn Wright, who's joined by Mark Ballock, Managing Director of Residence Asia. And they're going to be taking a look at recruiting top talent here in Hong Kong. Well, good morning, Richard, and good morning, Mark. Thanks for joining us today. Hong Kong's government has been pretty keen on the idea of attracting the best talent to the city with its top talent pass scheme launched at the end of last year. So, Mark, let's delve into attracting talent. What are the smart employers doing to get the right people? Thank you, Caroline, and thank you, Richard, for having me. What a pleasure to be here. Um, actually, the industry of talent leadership is a multi-billion dollar industry, and I think in terms of interest, it has attracted actually the big companies from McKinsey to Bain and BCG to enter the space of assessments and leadership to create the best potential of their CEOs and employees. So love to speak with you about that today. Yeah, well, that's interesting that these big names are, are getting involved. Does this mean it's getting a kind of crowded space out there to, to headhunt for the best people? Yeah, it puts a lot of pressure on our industry. I actually love to define our industry more as talent scouts and talent enablers than actually recruiters or headhunters. But for sure, uh, the pressure is on. And I think generic driven type of companies will be forced to leave the sector. OK, so let's turn things around and have a look at why it's so important for companies to make sure that they're attracting the top talent. What are the, what are the benefits to them of, of going through agencies to do this? Well, we can all agree. And I think when Barry and the uh, contributor before were speaking about the business climate, this is the most complex of times to be in business nowadays. And in fact, for a business, you need to have the best employees to be productive innovative and stayed afloat in this market. Hence the need to select not just good, but really outstanding talent. And is there a lot of competition around the region? You know, uh, is, is Hong Kong a really great hotbed for talent or, or sh are, do companies need to look outside or should they be looking at home? Um, fascinating question because we, we effectively have started an office in Tokyo as well as in Singapore. So we see trends actually quite topically from, from all these employer points of views. And I have to say, there is a huge demand for top talent, especially when you drive consumer-centric, customer-centric industry behavior. So in that sense, digital technology and operational type of roles. Uh, actually, if you go today on e-financial careers, about 40% to 50% of the roles are connected to tech, ops, and digital. It shows you that simply a, a sales background or a normal lawyer degree may not just make it anymore. So people need more skills is what you're saying here, is, isn't it? So are, are they getting those skills? Do, do people who are you know, in their university career at the moment need to think about this more carefully? Yeah, anyone who is using ChatGPT or, or Poe, Poe as, a, as an app shows you that just copy and paste routine-based jobs will vanish. And therefore, I think actually the educational sectors and also the companies have to offer talent and development type of strategies that make sure that the companies are being reskilled, employees are being reskilled and redeployed into areas where they can really, really show their potential. And companies also need to change themselves because, you know, 
the newer generations of, of employees are choosing the employers as well as the employers choose the talents. And therefore, if you are not a purpose-driven, inclusive and positive work culture-oriented company nowadays, you will have difficulty to attract good talent. So that's also brings up the issue of retaining talent from what you're saying there, because, you know, in years gone by, I feel like people would take a job with a single company and they would probably stay there for some considerable amount of time. But now if the job doesn't seem like a good fit when, when they join, people will happily go, that's it, I'm quitting and moving on to a better opportunity. Yeah, it's a very contradictory market to, to some degree because you have, of course, um, those employees that are able to choose from lots of options. And you would know in your organization who these employees really are. But at the same time, we also see that employees kind of assess how did effectively the company treat me during the tough time. So there is some, to a degree, some stickiness and loyalty and also some risk aversions. Uh, the type of geopolitics, the type of inflationary risk and so forth makes people stick probably a bit more to those organizations that were kind and caring to them versus those that were promising disruption and and probably don't keep not keeping their promises. What about other sort of incentives like once you've joined a company sort of further training obviously technology is developing at a crazy pace is is that something that uh, that businesses need to be working on more to keep people yeah, look, uh, our company, Residence Asia, has been actually really strongly focusing, but not only, focusing on the insurance sector. And recently, we've been able to, for example, setting up a digital health insurance from scratch. And we were actually contacting people from Netflix, Disney, HBO, and so what. And they were all actually interested in this part of the industry. Why? Because it has a purpose. People also care more about mental health and about the well-being of their communities. And hence, actually, the insurance industry overall had attracted more candidates that you would be surprised of. Now, you, you clearly speak about the propositions. Yes, packages also included clearly better performance-orientated uh, compensation, like long-term incentives, stock options, and so forth. But also, in a sense, offering well-being, like one day a month off, to, to learn new traits and so forth, or spend time, birthdays, off with their families. I think these perks are really important. Yeah, no, I've been reading recently about companies, certainly in the UK, adopting a four-day working week, and that seems like quite an incredible incentive to me. <laughs> I would not like to ask my colleagues, actually, so let's see. <laughs> it's not something you want to go for yet. Is, is that something you don't see happening no, over here in Hong Kong quite yet? Look, I, I think we all have to acknowledge that hybrid or remote to a degree is going to stay. And that means also that you need to level a level of trust to your employees need to be given to fulfill their duties in the time and the quality that they should take. But overall, I have to say also that, you know, it puts actually the employer on their toes in terms of making sure that culture is still there while people are being actually uh, working remotely. And and to a degree also, I think it makes sure that the employees uh, need to contribute besides just what is on the job description and work with each other. 
So they, it's a sort of symbiosis between both parties, the employee and employer. And if getting, how much benefit is there to getting that right for companies? You know, can it help them with the kind of profits that they're making even? There is a distinct and clear uh, correlation between culture, productivity, innovation. Now, let me just simply uh, dial it down to you have effectively the best ideas, you have the best plans and strategies, you have the best ways of building, and you have the best way of making sure the standards are being met. When you have all these four being being done by the best people, the output will be also the best for the consumer and for the employees. If you, however, lack in one degree or the other uh, the type of the type of leadership, you may actually run into a problem. That's why I think diverse leadership and a meritocratic way of building your company's performance is so important. Great. So let's take a look now at your industry itself. When we started chatting, you talked about some very big names getting involved in this kind of talent scouting field. How healthy is is the field for you, the business landscape? Um, you know, I, w I was actually with, uh, working with one of the big firms, Spencer Stewart, and uh, regionally in charge of the insurance sector. And, you know, Jumping into the entrepreneurship myself was actually a big step. But I feel overall this, this has been the most amazing decision ever. And I tell you why. I feel companies actually don't want only brands anymore. They want authenticity. They don't want only the house you. They want an honest answer about what actually their own brand perception is and how they can actually improve. I sorry, I'm German, tend to be quite a clear and transparent character. And that had actually been in this market where people were faced with difficult decisions, actually an asset. So for me, in, pers in, in my own background, I think uh, it has been the right decision. But for overall, the industry, it puts a lot of pressure. I'll give you an example. I think most of the organizations have built out their own talent acquisition teams. And to a degree, what has been given to recruitment companies before can be done now automatically by LinkedIn or other ways. Now, the question is, what, why would you hire than us? It's exactly to getting those exceptional, strong talents into your organization. And that puts, again, a lot of pressure to not just know who is the best, but also to judge and assess and help the companies actually get these talents into their organizations. This is what I call our organization, adding the art to the science or adding the science to the art of leadership advisory. Brilliant. Thank you so much for joining me today. Lots of great insights there from you, Mark. That's Mark Balog from Resonance Asia. Well, thank, thank you both. And um, it's, it's great to see you. Uh, Mark, I'm just going to leave my CV on the desk outside. If you could just pick it up from there, I'd be very grateful. <laughs>